This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Welcome to More Than Amused podcast, a podcast all about women and the arts hosted by Stani and Sadie. Join us as we explore what it's like being a female artist, examine modern day problems, and educate ourselves and you on important and forgotten female artists of the past. Hello, everyone. Welcome to More Than Amused podcast. I'm Sadie. And I'm Stani. And happy fifth Monday. Happy Memorial Day. Yeah, that's true. It will be Memorial Day when this comes out, huh? Enjoy your day off of work. Yeah, I was going to say, if you normally have to work today, but don't, congratulations. Hope you're doing something fun. That is me, and I'm very excited about it, actually. Me too. I will be in San Diego, actually, so I'm very excited. Fun vacation. Real quick trip, but it'll be great. Do we want to just dive right into what we're talking about today? I think think so. Will you introduce it for us today then? Yes. Okay. So today we are actually talking about color Mm -hmm. and how the world is losing color. Losing it. (laughs) It's disappearing. It's been kind of like a common thing that's gone viral a few times. I've seen some stuff about it here and there. Just, you know, the rise of modern trends and how vintage stuff is becoming fewer and far in between. And yeah, our modern world just doesn't appreciate color the way that we used to. And we're going to discuss that and kind of some of the trends of it all and also talk about why this might be happening and why color is important and why yeah. we shouldn't let it happen. Have you ever watched Selling Sunset? Yes. Yes. Okay. There's a new season watched it what a show by the way but the point (laughs) of me bringing up selling sunset is listeners if you're unfamiliar with it the basic idea is they're realtors in la so a big portion of the show is them going around to the houses that they're showing and walking through them and as i was watching it this last week i was thinking about the fact that we're doing this episode and all the houses that they were showing it was all white open you know like it wasn't like there was anything crazy about this house that made it super unique they all had very very similar design elements which was very very open floor plans white (laughs) bright like you know it wasn't just there wasn't anything crazy I think one of them had like a green couch and I was like wow (laughs) colorful exciting yeah yeah I think like I notice it more because I hate gray and black and white like I will never be like an all neutrals kind of house person like I've Mm -hmm. got floral print armchairs and like a Persian rug and a green couch you know like that's my vibe Mm -hmm. (laughs) and when I would go through the parade of homes I love to go to the parade of homes with my mom and when we walk through every year just notice that like everything is gray or beige they call it grayish and that's the color it is or black and white or you think of kim kardashian's home where it like, oh. looks like a museum because everything's white and neutral and and that's what's popular like you even see like clean girl aesthetic and it was basically everyone just wearing white yeah and having very very open white counters with nothing on it yeah so it's just kind of weird it makes me think of this tiktok account that i followed called sad beige 
Um, I was going to bring them up. <laughs> yeah. It's like that sad beige lady where she points out the fact that like all the children toys are even losing the colors or the fun and they're all just, well, they're beige and also just trying to fit almost like the aesthetic where it's like the aesthetic of things are more important than vibrancy and fun and yeah literally it's become a thing people will see nurseries and it's like more wooden toys which i'm all for but like you can paint wood yeah and people will just keep them the raw wood colors and then it's like everything and then nursery is beige there's no happy colors and the thing is is like they might say it's for like a good reason but i'm like no you you want that for your aesthetic like it's not for actual righteous reasons photos and that even means that your kids don't get to have obnoxious toys because though they're not generally very photogenic or i've even seen like obnoxious clothes Mm -hmm. a lot of times parents won't let their kids wear like screen printed t-shirts or like paw patrol pajamas Mm -hmm. because it like doesn't fit their vibe like so won't look good on the instagram (laughs) feed yeah and it's like your kid loves that character. Like just mm-hmm. let him wear it. It just, doesn't matter. Like let him wear the Paw Patrol footie pajamas that light yeah. up probably. You're only a kid once. There's two kind of viral posts that a lot of information was pulled from. One is actually, I love this account. She posts a lot of art history stuff. It's really cool. It's called Ode of the Poetess. Mm. It's run by Quincy Marlowe. And her bio kind of says it's like touches of vintage and history, which I mean, cool. why would we like? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Our Shocking. Yeah. But yeah. She posts a lot of stuff like classics with themes of dystopia. And then it'll be like a carousel about different books that kind of mm. have similar mm-hmm. things or like when films meet art. And then it goes through a bunch of oh, stuff. Cool. And it's all with like classic art paintings and everything. But she posted one about like, why is the world losing color? and had a bunch of sources in that and then there's also a tumblr post that i think it originally went viral on it's by a user called macleod i think and they posted a bunch of charts and then before and after photos of kind of different time periods and how everything's just changing so we'll probably reference that a lot both of those also bring up a study by the science museum group and this is where some charts come from basically they did a analysis and they took like 7,000 photographs of everyday objects from like museums collections that were created between 1800 and 2020. And then they mm. charted what color they were. So they went through and charted like the different colors that each of these objects were throughout that time period. And they realized that what happened is in the beginning, it's actually really cool. If you look at it, like the chart, it'll have like a pretty even distribution Oh, yeah. Like Mm -hmm. green, yellow, orange, red, purple, blue, white, and gray and black. Like it's pretty even all across the whole side from the 1800s. Then as you get closer to 2020, all of a sudden, the black, gray, and white at the top just swoops down to take the majority of the photos. And that's crazy. That like we're just, that we went from an even distribution of color it's like so 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 tiny (laughs) in comparison to like all the red oranges and yellows exactly and then another one that a lot of people notice is like car colors that's been a huge one because you've got once again a pretty even distribution in the 1990s of like black gray silver white red 
used to be a huge popular color. Yeah, green also. Like, you never see a green mm-hmm. car now. <laughs> yes, green was big. And also blue. Blue was a really popular, like, car color for a long time. Yeah. Especially when we were growing up in the 1990s, blue was one of the most popular colors that there were. Mm-hmm. But then you get to the 2020s, and of course, the most popular colors are white, silver, gray, and black. By a large percent, almost 70%. I mean, guilty, I guess. I have a white car, and I very purposefully was like, I, I want a, a black white one. car. <laughs> so, I, we also have a yeah. red car, though, so aha, look at us really there fighting this over here in our household. Part of the reason why that happens, though, is like, like I would love a different colored car. Like I would mm-hmm. love an orange one or a, gr- a green car would be cool, but companies don't make them. And one of those reasons is one thing that happens a lot is called like risk adverse marketing. Mm. It happens with like because mass manufacturing is higher and a lot of things are less custom than they ever were. Like you think the 1800s, if you wanted something, you pretty much had to order it for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted a different color, it wasn't that big of a deal because they were creating it specifically for you. So, so it could you be could whatever color pick you whatever, wanted. Yeah, whatever you yeah. wanted and they'll make it that way. Yeah. And then you think of like the 90s and like the huge mass media that happened and everything. I feel like it was an explosion of color. But then we get to this point where there's so many businesses and so many competitors mm-hmm. and people are having to fight against everything else that's being advertised. So companies don't want to create a risky color. I even see that in my job. Like we'll bring up a color and it doesn't serve very well and I'm obsessed with it, but it's a weird shade of green that like hardly anyone likes. So if they can't prove that like a certain majority of the consumer base will buy that color, They're not then they can't do risk. it. And so that's part of the reason is that like if people aren't more adventurous with their colors, then mm-hmm. like companies can't be either. I was talking about this actually earlier with my husband this week. And so when I told him that this was our topic, he was like, oh, put me on the mic. Like I got so <laughs> much to say because we were talking about the fact that like even in architecture and design, it's we don't have like the, the beautiful buildings anymore. And I was like, yeah, it's because of capitalism. Like they're trying to do things as efficiently and cheaply as possible. And when you're doing that, you're not worried about making something aesthetically beautiful that's unique because that takes so much individual care and time and thoughtfulness that isn't going to be the most economically, like it's not going to get put you at the most, the highest economic benefit. So yep you don't do and that's it. another hard part with cars too is that it's like i'm sure more people would be adventurous but when the highest resale value is going to be for a white black or silver car yeah can you really blame people if they buy that the easiest one yeah like, i don't really blame them mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah it's just interesting one thing also i kind of brought it up a little bit about how like mass media changed things there's this guy named Ricardo Fasolini, I think Mm -hmm. is how I will say his name. He's an Italian designer. He actually wrote a book called Chromarama, and he calls it like the Bible on the history of color. And he thinks one of the main reasons why, so he actually mentions that color has mainly disappeared from Western society. So we're talking about European, North American. American. It hasn't disappeared in the same way from a lot of the rest of the world. Oh, and the reason why he thinks that this happens is because marketing got huge over here. 
mm-hmm. capitalism America, right? Like like you said. Took over. And that started creating a lot of like visual noise. So think of like Times Square, you know, mm. with the colors and everything. Like it's just a lot for your brain to focus on. And it pulls your attention in a lot of different ways. Like there's packaging, there's billboards, there's screens. Like we have color all around us in a lot of ways, but it's all digital. But then the problem where that comes from is that people then think that they need like the white, the gray, the beige in order to silence all of everything else that's happening. It creates like a respite from everything that's happening out in the world and on their phone and on their TV. (laughs) That honestly makes sense where it's like it's so overwhelming that it just is like when it's for your home, it just seems almost more peaceful just to be like white and nothing that I have to even think about. Yes, exactly. He also says like a colorful world is no longer something new. It's something commercial. In the same way we criticize consumerism, we criticize too many colors. And he said that people have a huge desire for calmness right now, particularly in cities where advertisements and color can sometimes Mm -hmm. be the most loud focus of consumerism and mass media. So (laughs) that's an interesting part. What also is kind of interesting, there's another book called Chromophobia by David Batchelor. And he writes about how like because of Western society and how we started to view color, mm-hmm. it's actually like pretty racist. <laughs> like, oh, because we look at other color, like other cultures and feel the need to like purge color from it. And we write it off a lot of the times. It's like think of bohemian style, like very yeah. colorful. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the times people will associate it with like oriental patterns, like the Persian market, the like Mm. different countries. And that we tend to do that with a lot of things where we immediately are like, oh yeah, well that's, that's the other part of the world. Yeah, that's not where I'm from and that's lesser than, so I don't want to be associated with that. Even if it's all like subliminal, like it's not a conscious thought, but it's there. And so we start to look at it as like, I thought this was interesting. He said, this is apparent in many and varied attempts to purge color, either by making it the property of some foreign body, the oriental, the feminine, the infantile, like a child, Mm -hmm. the vulgar or the pathological, or by relegating it to the realm of superficial, the supplementary, the inessential or the cosmetic. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like we're trying to look like we're being more frugal (laughs) or like more mindful than we actually are. I feel like with the clean girl aesthetic, like you mentioned on TikTok, it makes it so like having color, having vibrancy, or I don't know, just something beyond just like very, very orderly systems of everything. It seems it's like tacky. And yes, I I don't even know what the right word is to fit exactly what I feel like it's give like gives but it I mean well, definitely I like, a negative connotation well even like people will mix patterns which was super mm. common like just a couple of years ago and then people will be like oh this is too loud this is too out there mm-hmm. this is too wild you know like there's all these things that they throw out there as if it's the craziest thing in the world to like Mm-hmm. wear those two things together wear that no yeah. or like someone will wear bright green pants with like a black top and people are like oh that's so bright i could never yeah that's true well i think yeah even in the way people dress now and even the way i sometimes dress. well actually that's not true actually i don't dress <laughs> basically yeah. as i'm like, like wait i sometimes joke that i have theater teacher style yeah. <laughs> i actually i really appreciate the way you dress because i feel like it matches your aesthetic 
Thank you. Whereas, like, I really love color and I will wear black, white, and beige the majority of the time. Granted, I'm in an office, so I feel yeah, like I get in some. An office. <laughs> yeah. And also, um, I mean, I mean, obviously, I wear my fair share of black, white, and beige as well. But <laughs> I feel like that's the, you know, it's the go to. Everyone just has a closet full of basics. But I think another side of that, too, is I think people now are feeling like they need to invest more in investment pieces. So it's almost like color is associated with fast fashion and that's looked down on as seen as cheap. That's such a good point. Because we're not like, first off, personally, I'm not spending hundreds of dollars on clothing items at all. But if I am investing in something, I want to make sure I'm investing in something that's going to last. And with trends going so quickly, I don't want to pick a trendy color right now that's going to be out of style in the next couple months. And so I think everyone's almost playing it safe that when you do purchase something colorful, it's like, oh, this is the big and bold thing. Because, yeah, I think they've even talked about how recently with TikTok, the trend cycle has moved from a 20 year cycle to pretty much like a year. Whoa. I didn't realize it was that drastic. That's crazy. It's bad and a large part of that is yeah like fast fashion and also just like our society is a lot more I don't want to say united because I don't think that's the right word but I mean we're all so much more interconnected in ways that we didn't have the option to yeah we're more aware like Mm -hmm. from the runway to a person it is not the kind of downfall it's not the slow journey yeah not even close So that also creates some problems. He also, in the color Bible that I was talking about, Mm -hmm. he talks a little bit about like the history of color. So chemical dyes were created in the mid 19th century. So that's when like clothes actually started being able to be colored. Oh, cool. And by the mid 20th century, they found a way to make it cheaper. So colorful clothes used to be more expensive. And I think this is what's funny is that the most colorful clothes were the really expensive clothes because it took so much dye and it was a rarity. Mm. And plain clothes, that was cheap. Like anyone could buy white brown fabric, you know? Mm -hmm. So when color became a thing (laughs) in regular society, especially said after the post-war period, it represented like people's progressive politics. Like it was a way for people to look more liberal, more fashion forward, you know, like, mm-hmm. and that quickly moved into like the psychedelic movement where all you can imagine is color, you know, yeah. you think of the sixties and that was, that was just color. That was the whole movement. almost. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Floral wallpaper, red sofa, blue shag carpet, like all together. And then you've got your clothing that has like five different colors on it, especially mm-hmm. like oranges, purples, greens. And he talked about how color became this like important part of the counterculture movement mm-hmm. and how they used it to express like their anti-establishment outlook and push back on the constrainment of like the white and black suit, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that brought like a really liberal way of looking at color. And then that went into the 1970s. And then you have like punk aesthetics where they would use black, but then also like pops of color. <laughs> like you think of like, red and hot pink and like dark and purple greens. yeah yeah and then the 90s just exploded because of mass manufacturing and media like tv became huge mm-hmm. there was someone who posted an article and they put a bunch of toys and they have the most popular toy from a lot of years and it starts with like the lego in 1949 which was like a yellow brick that was their original logo and then it moves through to like toy soldiers which we know army green and Mm -hmm. then the barbie dream house which is 
hot pink so many colors honestly yeah, <laughs> yeah. the easy bake oven used to be bright blue ah. yo-yos were green nerf balls those are bright orange silly putty used to be like that chartreuse green color which i completely forgot because now there's so many different colors of silly putty but when yeah. it really came out mm-hmm. it was that color rubik's cube we know those are the primary colors but like the oh yeah bright green color and everything for them and then you move into the 1994 so kind of moving a little bit along you've got poly pockets kind of moved a little bit more pastel then they've got beanie babies in 1998 furby beige razor scooters or silver robot dogs moved to silver and then the big stuffed bubble whale in 2019 which i don't remember no but that was gray so just kind of even the progression of child's toys and i don't know if it was like our obsession with technology that yeah kind of added into that with like the razor scooter and the robot dog even just thinking about the cell phones that we had i remember my best friend had like a white and turquoise phone and i thought that was the coolest thing ever it was like a slidey keyboard one you know it was i thought it was the coolest thing and then i think mine was yellow yeah phones that was almost it was your accessory it was a way to express yourself of like what color of phone you had and i had a zebra print case yes (laughs) i mean granted i guess people use phone cases now as some kind of way but even like with ipod nanos there was all the colors and like it was cool that there were more colors when now like with the iphones i mean there's technically other colors but like you cover it with the case anyways and (laughs) they've become more and more monochrome or they're just like slightly like pastel and it's not as like big of a deal per se no it's really not or they're not as vibrant yeah the best-selling iphone every year is probably like what the black one yeah I have a gold one, so maybe I'm a part of the problem, but I thought gold was cool. (laughs) At least it's a little different. All right, so this person that I'm spotlighting today, their Instagram is Crystal Wood Crafts. Crystal Wood Crafts. Ooh. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) She does handmade rings and jewelry. Her name's Ariana in the Bay Area in California. She does ship out her products. The thing that I noticed is the post that showed up on my Instagram Explorer page, which is a little daisy necklace. And if anyone has been here long enough, you will know that I have a music project called Daisy, which means that anytime I find Daisy things, I have the temptation to buy them. And I I should buy all of them. I agree. Thank you. (laughs) Anyways, it's really, really cute, dainty jewelry, very colorful, just uses beautiful stones, flowers, lots of beautiful rings, but also some other types of like jewelry, not just rings, but mostly rings. It's literally the jewelry that a fairy would buy. It is the jewelry that a fairy would buy. And I, yeah, I absolutely love it. So go give her a follow. Again, it's Crystal Wood Crafts. She ships out and you can go buy directly from her so you can have this fairy magical. Yes, you can have it (laughs) if you want it. Yes, I agree. Okay, I had a friend post about this artist and I was instantly hooked. Her name is Meredith Tan. And her username is MeredithTan.art. And she is currently creating abstract paintings off of Taylor Swift songs. Oh, well, need I'm I say sold. more? Yep. Awesome. <laughs> so I think she's currently working on the collection. So she doesn't have any prints up yet. But she's posting about the whole process. She's done some reels of some of the different paintings. And I just love it. I love it, too. Oh, my goodness. 
Plus, I think this is like the most, I know we talk a lot about like an adult way to have Taylor Swift art in your house. This is the most adult way to have Taylor Swift art in your house. No one's going to know that an abstract painting is based on the Taylor Swift song. Absolutely not. They'll just be like, wow, what a beautiful abstract painting. And you can be like, yeah, that's called All Too Well. (laughs) Inspired by All Too Well. (laughs) Exactly. So she has a few. It looks like if you scroll back far enough, she did like cute little prints and stuff yeah she's done like some lettering lettering and that's stuff the like word. that too i know that abstract art is kind of looks like a new endeavor mm-hmm. but yeah just cute quotes and everything too that she's got going on she's got a lot of fun stuff she also does murals oh um, so if you're in the area and you want to hire her to paint a mural there you go that's a way to bring color back into the world it really is. Look at a us. giant gray wall and put a mural on it. Put a mural, which is actually, side note, a fun thing about living in Nashville that they don't have with where I lived in Utah. There are murals all over buildings. And a lot of them are Dolly Parton so themed, fun. which is great. Love that. Yep. Even more. Mm-hmm. Bless Dolly Parton. Yes. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Saks.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. One thing I love that they bring up a lot of the times as examples is like restaurants. Yeah, uh uh-huh. You think of, like, Pizza Hut and McDonald's. They used to have, like, those weird hat-shaped roofs. (laughs) Yeah. Uh (laughs) That were, like, bright red. And then just, like, the 90s just exploded. Like, look at 90s restaurants and then compare them to now. And Mm -hmm. it is just a whole other world. I mean, granted, that's probably why we associate colorful things and that aesthetic with tackiness is because it is, like... 20 years ago at this or 30 years ago wow and so it just seems like dated and old but in reality it's like no but it was more vibrant and fun and the aesthetic that's replacing it is just cleaner (laughs) is it weird to like i miss it no i get it i am with you i would rather a fun colorful funky world than a uniform shiny one it's a restaurant. Does it yeah. have to look high end? It's a McDonald's. Do you really care? <laughs> like, That's true. Sometimes I just get a little thrown and I'm like, we're moving to these big gray boxes with wooden floors. Mm-hmm. And I get it. The resale value is probably better. If the McDonald's goes under, then sure. And also like they want you to feel like it's a big deal to be at their McDonald's. <laughs> but like you look at pictures of like the old cafes they used to have in Target. yeah oh my gosh i those are so funny to see the difference of yeah or like just these old restaurants you think even like the old branding Mm -hmm. and there's a part of me that's just like i kind of wish we could get a little bit of that again yeah or like the differences in logos yeah Mm -hmm. and maybe it's not like i don't want everyone to do it but like I someone just, just of, like take a chance yeah like i just kind of wish that as a society we'd be willing to take a little bit more risks because yeah. 
I love that I'm able to get like wild colored furniture for super cheap on Facebook Marketplace because no one else will buy it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like it does kind of bum me out that like there's people out there that are probably buying the same stuff that I'm leaving how it is and they're buying it and reupholstering it in beige mm-hmm. because that's what they would want. Or like I see photos of like house remodeling and they go through and they rip out like the vintage wallpaper that I'm obsessed with. You yeah. know, uh-huh. and it's just it breaks my heart a little that I'm like we're losing the culture that we did have, and I feel like as a society, this is getting personal, but I feel like America doesn't have a culture, and I feel like we're losing any semblance of it that we did have. Well, I feel like and almost the culture now we're almost like cementing that the culture really is so rooted in like marketing and capitalism. You yeah. like that's our given to the world, and it's not necessarily about the beautification or you know yeah more than that like the it is about the companies so much of us are disgusted by now and mm-hmm. yet we're like totally giving into it and so i don't know this is like my kind of tiny plea that like maybe the next time you go to buy something like think a little bit more if like it can be something you can take a risk on i know that that's not something everyone can do yeah like i'm guilty if i'm gonna spend a good chunk of money on something i'll probably buy something a little bit more basic so it lasts longer but if you're able to if that's something you can do if it's something that doesn't really matter as much mm-hmm. i feel like water bottles are a good example but like if it's more of an accessory like a phone case or like i don't know it's just something that doesn't have to be like a huge staple then mm-hmm. try and risk it a little bit more. Like, yeah, you don't have to have a basic color. It doesn't have to be a neutral. Get something fun for once. Yeah, but also it's sad that it's like we're so universally at the point where it's like we can't even feel like we can take any type of economic risk. That it's like even buying something that's a different color like that that almost is like oh no but what if I don't like it because we do have to be that stingy kind of right now and it's I sucks know that it's like it's really sad in the situation in the first place and it's like if we could find something that's like on the cheaper end <laughs> then you don't want to feed yeah <laughs> yeah because like i get it don't feed fast fashion like but at the same time like if you can explore a little more i think it's good for everyone i think so too going into like the importance of color i loved this quote i think you might have added it but color helps to express light not the physical phenomenon but the only light that really exists that is in the artist's brain that was henry matisse right yes yeah love matisse i know i loved that and i did some reading about that where it's like i mean i obviously already knew this i i know my basic science but as a (laughs) as a reminder that every color corresponds to a different wavelength of light they range from higher frequencies in like red to lower frequencies in colors like purple which makes sense with a rainbow right yes red's at the top purple's at the bottom bottom. aha science rules (laughs) um light travels comes into contact with different objects those objects absorb some wavelengths and reflect others and that's what we see as color are the wavelengths being reflected which i think is almost an interesting thing that i never actually like consciously thought about that it's like if we go into a room like a blue room you know it's appears blue to us because the walls and objects like the walls are absorbing you know the wavelength to make it blue which is very confusing how that works but i wonder like how that actually like has an effect on us physically and there is science of how colors affect us physically and now i'm like wait i wonder if it is because of how much light is being reflected on and off those if like it affects us deep down and i don't know if that's true at all but i feel like that could make sense that like 
wasn't that's there... why there's psychological effects i wonder if it is because it's like the tangible waves but there's no way we're feeling those light waves i don't know but we could be we, we don't could know. be <laughs> there was like this study i think they did where they put prisoners in like hot pink and it like changed a ton about Weird. how they behaved i don't i can't remember if it made them more aggressive or if it made them but it changed calmer. things but it changed things like dramatically like oh. the colors that you're around like the environment you're in like really really has an effect on you yeah which is crazy i mean in any like marketing 101 class you'll hear that a lot of restaurants will do red because it makes people uncomfortable and yeah. so they'll stay and eat the food but then they won't just hang around they will leave because it's not necessarily like a homey inviting color also generally blue is people's favorite color historically like among yeah. men and women and it's because blue is actually just a very calming color so maybe it's because psychologically people just feel better around the color yeah, of blue i think i saw something too that they're like people have more positive associations with the color blue too makes sense you think of like water and sky and yeah you know like people have really positive associations with blue whereas Mm -hmm. i feel like you don't have as many experiences with other colors to like that's true have those same associations is your favorite color blue mine's i usually say purple I was like, going to actually ask you that okay. at the beginning. What is your favorite color? I know. I forgot. I am obsessed with warm tones. So like mm. pink, coral, orange, yellow, like yeah. love. Mm-hmm. And then lately, like my entire living room is green, like deep forest oh, green. I love I green. love chartreuse. Mm-hmm. So many people hate chartreuse. I love it. It's kind of like that pukey green color. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm obsessed I just love it so much. Especially I when love it's in, like, a good velvet. forest green. But basically think of like a 60s color palette and that's, that's where I'm at. I like purple, pinks, very feminine colors is generally, generally what I like. But I also like blue. I mean, yeah, blue's great. Yeah. Good color. Back to what you were saying about like advertisements. I think that that definitely just plays in such a huge role where it's like if color does bring out emotions in us obviously we know that like screens affect us and the amount like our brains are literally being changed by like how quickly new new tiktoks can come on like our attention span is changing and so i'm sure that is probably why people are reverting to colors that don't necessarily evoke psychological emotions as much like white or black or gray because it's like (laughs) we're already so much forced with so much technology wise that it's like it actually it does make sense that it's like i just need something that can numb my numb my life out which is really sad obviously (laughs) yeah like even if there's reasoning for it it's still bums well i think it's almost just like sad that's like oh like cool it really has affected us you know yeah well i just think of the fact that it's like a tiny little rectangle yeah Uh that's like what six by two inches maybe that that affects enough of your life that we have to change our entire world to accommodate it because that is so overwhelming that your entire house has to be Uh one color so you don't feel more overwhelmed yeah like Uh that is insane that's sad if you think about it i read this like article or blog post that i thought was funny where it talked about ai research that brought up pretty much the exact same thing you did which freaked me out that it was ai research just in of itself i was like okay (laughs) i don't love that sentence but we're just gonna move past that we're pretty much talked about the same thing that you talked about earlier where it's like 
black, white, and gray only represented about 15% of items, but now it's 60. But then also he started out the article with talking about how he watched the Trolls 2 movie with his four-year-old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he, first off, it was funny because he's like, as far as kids movies go, this was a pretty darn good film. But it was the ending scene that particularly stuck with him because what happens is that as the drama unfolds across the troll kingdom, there are six musical streams that represent a troll tribe and they get damaged in a fight. When that happens, they go from being vibrantly colored trolls to like a muted gray and then they all look the same and their colors disappeared and it's just bland, no you no uniqueness anything and that's like the whole plot of the trolls movie and so he was like hmm kind of seems like that's what's happening in our world and isn't that interesting which I was like whoa that is actually I've seen that movie I don't remember why I've seen that movie but it was a good kids movie I won't argue with them I think I have too and that's even weirder yeah I'm like why did I watch trolls too I don't remember it must have been with my little brother but (laughs) know it was yeah i've seen it too (laughs) and one more thing i'll end up going back to marketing which unfortunately this is literally all the point i think that's affecting all of us is how companies are presenting themselves and how that trickles down but he kind of brought up it's like an averaging phenomenon where they're not standing out on each other and they're just looking more like the same with brand typeface and fonts even in the luxury space they had like unique ornamented logo types they've all mushed into like simple all caps black lettering just very simple. I like this quote. He's like, surely Burberry and Balenciaga did their focus groups and market research to justify the change, but therein lies the problem. After all, that's what you get when you take the data averaging approach, sameness across the board. That's the thing. It's like they're just trying to appeal to the you know one line so they're not willing to take risks. But for bands and businesses looking to differentiate themselves, there's a valuable lesson here. There's a book called We Are All Weird by a marketer named Seth Godin. Or Godin. He pushes us to consider being intentionally different, non-normal, indeed weird. As one Google executive says in a review of the book, Godin states that there's only one thing worse than being average. That's being average and passing it off as particular or new. And I was like, ooh. That's such a good point. I actually Mm -hmm. feel like it's probably a better business model instead of trying to appeal to the masses. Kind of try to only appeal to one group of people and Mm -hmm. maybe piss everyone else off. You know? Yeah. But that's what... People are just too afraid of that now. And I think that now that there's almost like the option to mass produce or mass market thing, now it's like, oh, well, if I can take world domination, why wouldn't I choose that if I could get away with it? You know, if it's possible. Yeah. I don't know. It's just depressing. I feel like if we could live in a non-capitalistic society, we could just find a place where each company could appeal to a certain market and we could all coexist. (laughs) Everyone could find something that they want and we wouldn't all have to look the same. Late stage capitalism doing a number on all of us, I guess. I know. (laughs) Anyways. Well, yeah, it feels like this is a bit of a rambly episode, but (laughs) I hope you understood our point here and like, I don't know why we even felt the need to talk about this. It's not necessarily a women in the arts topic, but it is a big part of all culture. And like we talked about at the end, like there's value in being different. And a lot of the times the women that we've covered too, they've had to be the different one or prove to everyone around them that it was okay to be the different one. And, And I think that, you know, this is what we risk losing is 
I don't know, people just being more artistic and taking more chances. And it's sad that like almost like the colors that are being represented in our world, like what is that signifying for us of like where we're at in our culture and stuff? Definitely. I think just especially as people creating art, Mm -hmm. observing art, collecting art to just like be able to celebrate the unpopular art <laughs> like, the art that appeals to just you and have yeah. it say it's okay that it appeals to just me like I These just want this kind of like little random thoughts that I want to like add in at the end that like I don't know where they belong <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready but one thing is I actually found out that due to climate change there's actually native birds in Europe that are on average less colorful than they have been in past years no way um so that it's even having an effect on nature like birds are losing color mm-hmm. that's, that's crazy messed up yeah and there's a lot more on that if you google it a bunch of stuff comes up i mean even the oceans the coral mm-hmm. reefs yeah oh, dying no. so we're losing that color so it's like it's not just marketing there's way more um also kind of touching on like the racism aspect of it and like mm-hmm. how we view other cultures this is something I always find really hilarious is when people think of like Greek and Roman statues and like ancient Greece. Yeah. Uh-huh. Everyone imagines like white. Yes. Just like all white because that's how they look now. But they've done studies and the Greek and Roman statues were all painted. Mm. And I think that's something like we learn about in class but then like people don't really bring it up again. And I don't know if a lot of people even know that. I, but, like, I learned that recently. Yeah. Yeah, the columns were painted, the busts of the people were painted, the statues were painted. They used to be covered in color. They'd have their entire skin tone. They were made out of stone, but then they were painted on top of them. And it was very different from how we view it now. And kind of interesting that we look back at like all white statues. We think of like the White House or the Capitol building and they're all white When in reality, that's kind of celebrating a culture that never existed. And that that's like a really interesting interpretation that we have that I think adds into the whole like color isn't classy, color is bad, Mm -hmm, (laughs) white is timeless. When in reality, like they were never all white. So yeah, just something to keep in mind too is like the way we look at other cultures, the way we view things, Mm -hmm. that it can be seen as a very... (laughs) yeah very limited and like very racist way to view our world (laughs) because white is not better in skin tone or in anything else and then also one other thing is that this has been brought up a lot by way like the beige nurseries color is actually like really fundamental to childhood development yeah mm -hmm. um it's like an exposure thing just like when you get a new dog or like you have a baby Exposing them to as many different things as you possibly can helps their brain make new connections and fortunate pathways so that they're able to be smarter. So actually, if you want your kid to be smarter, paint the wood toys. <laughs> so. Well, bravo. Can't go wrong with that. <laughs> so yeah, there's just a lot on this. And yeah, like you said, it's not like directly related to women in the arts, but I think it's just like a little public service announcement. <laughs> like, <laughs> BSA as all of you are creating art good final thought like just some random stuff I'll throw in there you're like by the way I got one more thing to say no I just uh, yeah it's kind of hard because there's so much research on this but like it's not like there's a perfect structure Mm -hmm. way to because it can go in so many different directions we can go like mass consumerism we can go 
racism and like that problem we can go with like environmentalism and how it's slowly killing everything and just like and corporations and how they own everything and so they are deciding everything and the world is evil ah. <laughs> buy a colorful house paint your houses purple yeah rebel against the establishment i don't know <laughs> but that's another thing we'll be posting a ton of photos of just like different comparisons of mm-hmm. what the world used to look like what cars used to look like probably some good 90s throwbacks oh absolutely um, so definitely come follow on the Instagram. I feel like this is kind of one of those things that it hits you a little bit more when you look when you at see images. It. Yeah, definitely. And next week, we'll be back to more of our typical content of women artists. We'll be talking about an artist. And I'm really excited. I actually have been wanting to talk about this artist for almost a year now. Yeah, I'm excited for my June artist, too. I picked them specifically for Pride Month. And they have the craziest story that I only oh, like fun. learned part of. I found them when we were doing research for an old episode and I was going to bring them up in the episode. And then as I was like doing the research, I was like, hold on, like, who is this person? <laughs> they need an entire episode. This is the craziest thing ever. So I'm excited to cover our Mine is my June also artist. a crazy story. Pride Month pick. Awesome. Yay, Pride. With kind of a little bit of a true crime aspect going on there. So, oh, dear. So there's our trailer for next month. Join us. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget to leave a rating or review. Send this to someone you love. And, and maybe they'll love you even more for it. Definitely. And- Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.